I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. If money affects your life in any way, Money Making Sense will talk about it. Be financially healthy, wealthy, and wise. Here's your host, Heather Kelly. Welcome to Money Making Sense, the show that talks about all things money. Today, we're going to talk about earned income tax credits because it's that time of year. And guess what? More people may be included this year than in previous years. Joining me today is Mike Criddle. He's a tax partner at Ide Bailey. Welcome back, Mike. Thanks, Heather. It's great to be back. I love having you on pretty much every tax season. We get you on to tell us all the things that we're doing wrong with our taxes or things we could be doing better. First of all, why don't we start with what is earned income tax credit? Sure. The earned income tax credit is a provision uh, that was established by the federal government in order to provide a, a benefit to individuals who are working So that's the earned income part of the earned income tax credit. So they're trying to provide an incentive for people that are working, um, but that are in low income thresholds to kind of help them out from a financial perspective. So it's a tax credit that's refundable. So that means it can represent cash that's paid to a taxpayer that's in a low income tax bracket. And then it has specific tiers for whether or not you're you have no children or one child or two children or three children. So it's really designed to help people who are working, who are trying to, you know, provide for their own needs, but need a little bit of help because they're in a lower income bracket. And and so it's a, a credit that's available to them to help them out. So last year, we have the advanced child credits that went forth for people who made a little bit less money, but not all of those people who received advanced child credits will qualify for an earned income tax credit, correct? That's correct. Because the advanced child tax credits are actually available to individuals who make less than $150,000 a year, whereas the earned income tax credits are really for individuals that are, that make less than about 50000 a year. Okay. So... Is everybody who makes less than $50,000 a year will qualify? Because I want my share. (laughs) (laughs) No, unfortunately. And the reason why is because it uh, changes based on the number of children you have. So if you have no children, then you have to make less than $20,000 a year in order to get the earned income tax credit. If you have one child, it's less than 42, two children less than 47, and three children less than 51. And then those are adjusted a little bit if you're married as opposed to single. So 
there's a bit of a matrix involved in what are the income thresholds <laughs> in order to claim okay. the earned income tax credit. There are a few things that changed this year from previous years because this it's the EITC, which may show up on forms. It'll be listed as EITC. But it changed this year because we haven't had enough changes in our lives the last it's couple true. of years. What has changed? What's different this year about EITC than in previous years? Well, there's a specific provision that's unique this year that we haven't seen before. And it's an election to use your prior year earned income for purposes of calculating your current year credit. And it's a little bit confusing because generally the rule specifically states that you can only do so if your income was higher in 2019 than it was in 2021 and you can't factor in your 2020 income. So that, that isn't even factored in. So basically what they're saying is, if you want to, if your 2019 income was higher than your 2021 income, you can use your 2021 income to calculate your earned income credit. Well, for most people, they're not going to want to do that because if they earned 55000 in 2019 and made 51000 in 2021, they might be eligible for the credit in 2021 but wouldn't be eligible for the credit based on the 2019 return. So for individuals that are kind of in the higher ranges of the, of the income levels for earned income credits, so 20,000 and up, you know, maybe it doesn't make sense to, to factor in your 2019 income. <laughs> but, but why? That is just so random. It is so random, but I'll explain why. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so the earned income tax credit is actually on a bell curve. And what that means is initially you get more credit the more money you make. So if you make $5,000, you only get, uh, you know, two grand of credit that's at a certain child level. But at $10,000, you get 4000 And at $15,000, you get 6000 so it goes up the higher your earned income is. But then it peaks and then starts to come down the more income you have. So for somebody that's kind of in the ten to $20,000 range, if their income was higher in 19 versus 20, they're going to get a little bit more money from the earned income credit using their 19 income versus their 21 income, their 2021 income, because of this bell curve. Um, but if they're a higher income person and they make $40,000, if they use their 2019 income that's higher than their 2021 income, they'd actually get less. So they wouldn't want to do that. What if I made this year in 2021, I made mm -hmm. $35,000. But in 2019, I made 20,000. So I'm right on the peak of that bell curve. I'm right at the top of that curve in 2019. Can I use 2019 because I made less money? Uh, I wish that were the case, but actually the rule is specifically written to say you can only use 2019 income if it's more than your 2021 income. Why? <laughs> that is so weird and random, seriously. Right. So really, just speaking candidly, it only benefits somebody whose income was less than about 25000 
has one or two children in 2019. And then it was even less than that in 2021. Then they would want to use their 2019 income to get a slightly bigger credit than they would get if they use their 2021 income. But it's really only applicable to a fairly narrow band of taxpayers, which is interesting because we create this this rule, right? This change, but it's pretty narrow, narrowly focused. There were two lawmakers who fit this, or they had a parent or some <laughs> brother who fit this random thing. And so they passed the law so the brother could benefit from it. That's I, basically I think that's the case. <laughs> Good Lord. All right. We need to take a break. When we come back, we'll go more into some of the changes may have happened for this year for your earned income tax credits. We'll be right back with Mike Criddle. He's a tax partner at IPAWAY. Welcome back to Making Sense, the show that it affects your life in any way, money-wise. We're talking about it. And today we're talking about your taxes, specifically if you qualify for earned income tax credits. Joining me today is Mike Criddle. He's a tax partner at Ide Bailey. All right, we're zeroing in on earned income tax credits this year because there was some modifications to it, which we just went over in the first segment but what are some other qualifications or maybe items that would disqualify me? Because I make less than $50,000 a year. But when I put in out for all my taxes, it said, oh, sorry, you don't qualify. So what gives? Why can't I take this credit? Well, so the first thing to keep in mind is that the earned income tax credit increases based on the number of children you have. So for individuals that have no children, um, your earned income must be less than about $20,000 in order to claim the earned income tax credit. Specifically, it phases out for individuals with no children at $21,400. And then for individuals with one child, it phases out in the $40,000 range. And then for two children, it's a little bit higher than that. And for three children, it's higher than that. So you really have to know both what is your earned income and we can talk about what that means. And then the second piece is um, how many children do you have? So, uh, for example, it phases out at 53,000 for people with two children, and it phases out at 57,000 for people with three children. I get my W-2 at the end of the year, and it says, okay, you made $45,000. Isn't that what I earned for the whole year? Yep. So W-2 salary or W-2 wages counts as earned income. But there are other things that count as earned income as well. For example, if you have a business and you uh, your business might be as an Uber driver, right? Your earnings as an Uber driver would be earned income. If you sell, you know, things on eBay, you know, maybe that could be earned income uh, that's reported as, as a self-employed individual. So there are other things that count as earned income other than just wages. Okay. Uh, combat pay can, disability benefits can in certain cases. So what about social, a little bit. What about Social Security? Because here's hmm? my thinking. I've worked my whole life. I've earned the Social Security. I retire. I'm finally getting my Social Security that I earned. So that's earned income, right? Right. 
the IRS doesn't list it st- specifically as uh, earned income because they consider it as a pension. So they treat it more as though you took your after-tax earnings and you went and buy it, bought an annuity and then it started paying you money on a monthly basis uh, when you turn 72 or whatever. So um, I don't think uh, Social Security is treated as earned income for purposes of the earned income tax credit. What are some other things out there that might catch somebody go, hey, I, I earned something or I have earned income, but I still am not qualifying for the EITC? Yeah. So another one is if you have too much what they call investment income. So let's say that you worked for 20 years, right? And you made lots of money and then you decide to take a year off and and not work. And so maybe you have a little part-time job because you decided to be a ski instructor at Park City in January and February while you took this year off. Um, and so you have a little bit of earned income. So you would think, oh, I qualify for the earned income tax credit. But if your earnings from your investments, like stocks and bonds, interest and dividends are too high, then you aren't eligible for the earned income tax credit, even if your earned income meets the thresholds. So that's one thing. If my Social Security does not qualify, then investments should not qualify. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah. So your investment income doesn't qualify as earned income. And in fact, if you have too much, it will make you ineligible for the earned income tax credit even if you were otherwise eligible. So just something to keep in mind. Okay, so all of this actually just, if I have any of these going on in my life, it sounds like I may need to talk to an accountant because <laughs> I'm because that's the thing. I thought I qualified for EITC, and not this year, but in years past, I've been on that lower income, and I never qualified. And I, at least doing it on myself, I never went to an accountant to verify. So I probably did the math wrong is my guess. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's the great thing about reaching out to an accountant is, uh, you know, a software program is only as good as the entries that you put into the software program. Whereas an accountant has the ability to kind of look at your whole picture, ask follow-up questions, and really understand the facts that you have and apply it to the rules like the earned income tax credit uh, to make sure that you don't miss out on it if you would otherwise be eligible. If I did have a couple of kids and made, you know, less than $40,000 a year in 2021, and I got those advanced child credits, do those count as earned income? Yeah, they don't, unfortunately. No, that's So that that's part of a be... different provision. Okay, hmm? but that would actually be good, right? Yeah, right. It, so, okay. it would be good if you're on the back end of the bell curve. It would be maybe not as good if you were on the front end of the bell curve. <laughs> <laughs> what else should we know this year? Any changes or strange things going on with the earned income tax credits? The other thing you just want to be careful of is young people. So I have a 21-year-old son. He has a part-time job. He makes five grand a year and lives at home while he's trying to figure out what he wants to do with his life. There are very specific rules regarding those individuals that would disqualify them for the earned income tax credit as well. So if he were 30, he would qualify, but because he's 21, he doesn't. So just be careful of those rules as well. Is it because of his age or because he actually still lives at home? No, it's really because of his age and and it, it, it incorporates age and whether or not they're a student. 
because what they what the IRS is trying to prevent is everyone would say, oh, well, my child's going to claim themselves while they're going to the University of Utah and making five grand a year so they can get the earned income tax credit. And so the IRS is saying, no, it's not really designed for people who are students and still being helped by their parents. Okay. What if they're not being helped by their parents? Well, again, I just see these legislatures going, I have a son, I have a daughter, whatever. And they write these rules specifically for the one family member that can qualify. And then you just have to hope that you're one of those people that fit that little teeny, teeny box that they've written the, the law into. That's certainly how it feels. <laughs> okay. All right. Mike, where can people call you if they have questions about their taxes? Or do you help individuals? Or are you corporate tax? What do you do? I mostly do corporate tax, but I have uh, colleagues and associates that do a lot of work with individuals. So I'm happy to point you in the right direction. <laughs> okay. And I do know you're also a member of UACPA. That's Utah's Association of Certified Public Accountants. If people have questions they can either go through UACPA or yourself, your Eyed Bailey. And what is the website for Eyed Bailey if people want to check it out? Just www.eidbailey, spelled a little strange, so I'll just spell it E-I-D-E-B-A-I-L-L-Y.com. Very Irish of you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Do what we can. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Mike. You've helped us understand a little bit more about some of the changes that happened this year if you qualify for the earned income tax credit or not, in my case, mm -hmm. <laughs> and some weird thing about taking your income from 2019, but only if it's higher than it was Only if year. it's higher. <laughs> weird. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Yep. Thanks. Thanks for listening. You can email me with any questions or topics you want to hear about at hkelly at ksl.com. That's h-k-e-l-l-y at ksl.com. And because this is Money Making Sense, you can subscribe for free on Spotify, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast, and you'll never miss another episode. Thanks for being a Money Making Sense listener. Follow your common sense on the social media, Money Making Sense, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.